The out of all the surprises, though, like out of all the times people have said, "Oh yeah, if you speed, you'll get a speeding ticket." As a teenager, I was like, "No, I won't." Or you know, "Oh, if you eat all that candy, you'll get a cavity." It's like, "No, I won't." Well, if you go to E three and Jim Sterling's there, he's gonna have anal sex with you. No, he's not. That would be the most surprising out of all of this. If you actually pulled it off, I would. I would be. Can I just like pull you off? <laughs> Just once, just a little go. Finish the recording. Oh shit! I can't hear anybody. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Don't do that. It sounds like paranormal activity. (sighs) What is that? (laughs) That is actually satanic. (sighs) No, no, don't do that. Here (laughs) you What are you doing? This is like this is like if The Exorcist was reshot with Willem Dafoe. Dan, yep. I hit that dab. Oh, <laughs> so now, this is horrible. It's a bunch of boxes. Now talk. Talk to me now. <laughs> Jonathan. Nope. No, your boxes light up like the silver skies at night. Mouths. <laughs> oh boy. This is a fun show. <laughs> I like it. Holmes, are you in there? Come back to the light. What? The power of Christ compels you. Uh, can you hear me now? Talking? Yeah. Yeah. Who? Uh, will, have you got a special invisible friend who comes out to play sometimes? Could you hear any of the stuff I said before? All yes. of it. Oh, good. Very loudly. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was possibly the scariest experience of my entire life. Yeah, but having technical issues, uh, now I'm just using my computer speakers and microphone. I might have to just do that unless you want me to work on other projects. This um, is, um, I guess this is fine. I yeah? Mean, you, you now no longer sound like a sex demon. So <laughs> I'm happy with that. I'm happy with humanity. On the show. I wish I could do better. I, I really can't explain it. I tested all my microphones out with just regular sound recording programs, and they're pristine. They're fantastic. So it's a Skype issue, and Skype is a, a mystery to me. I'll um, tell you what. I'll send you an email link to the version of Skype I'm using Okay. after this episode, and then, you know, after E3, hopefully that'll work. Okay, I can try plugging in a microphone too if you want. If this sound is bad, I can try that right now. This yeah? this is workable. This is okay. Is it? This be- is, uh, I'm, I'm. It's okay. Okay. Is yeah. it worse than last week? I I don't know anymore. <laughs> well, well, I'm just stop talking I'm just glad you're back on, on right now because like. I, I feel inadequate if one of you is missing. Like I can't carry, I can't help carry the show. I'm just here oh. in the background, chilling. So 
Uh, you, I, you two are the stars here. No, I used to feel the same way. Trust me. Um, when it was Jim and Max, they're both comedy diamond. They're filled with comedy ideas. They're they're uh, they're charged up and ready to pounce on each other constantly. <laughs> it, it was cute. And, and we I, have definitely uh, gotten that the pouncing element of the dynamic has returned between Jonathan Holmes and myself. Yeah, we we formed a dynamic over time. And uh, it was a good one. I think right off the bat, people liked it when it was just us. It doesn't always have to be that uh, particular dynamic. Hamza, you bring a you bring an awesome energy to the show. If you ask me. So many people hated me for the last episode. It was great. People always like, hate the unfamiliar. You know. People well, no, it was just like people at first were like the first few episodes. I, I, I they, you know, they really liked me. But I think it was just. I was kind of acting like a giant dick towards you, Jonathan, and that just I think the main, off a lot of people. Trust me, that doesn't bother them. I think all. the main problem on the last episode is you seem genuinely angry at everything Holmes and I were talking about. <laughs> Whether it was redesigning Holmes's house or the sex doll stuff, you seem like genuinely angry. It's, it's I, either that or it's just the fact that I, I, I veered the conversations a lot towards video game talk. Oh, do not do upset. that. People are upset that they they were hearing video game talk instead of your sex fantasies. Yeah, the um, I mean, we've already started the show talking about video games, which I'm genuinely worried by, because um, I don't want people to hate me as well. Um, <laughs> it's better to keep you as a kind of scapegoat. Uh, no, that's fine. That I can we be can... the asshole of the show. That's yeah. My, that's my whole thing here. And, uh, you know, if we have a bad episode, I can tweet, you know, oh, it was a harm's a week. And then everybody knows it's no, not my fault. No, don't do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that's a good role for you as the kind of blame monkey. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'll be good. Don't agree with that. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. No, no. Everyone's just going to love Hamza because he's lovable. He's no, insightful. I it's funny. Hate and uh, it's, yeah, if it doesn't work, we'll do a Hideo Kojima. We will force Hamza down your throat. Until you like it. Oh, you mean like Raiden? Yeah. Do you like it? You are the Raiden of podcast. I am the Raiden of podcast. Great. Yeah. Oh, fuck you know what? Raiden looks like a badass now with his, with his awesome sword that he cut up a Metal Gear with. Oh, I mean, he looked like a badass in Metal Gear Solid 4, but he still came across as a tremendous angsty wanker. But it's rising. hopefully he will be better in Rising. You see that video, right? Of him like slashing a Metal Gear in like yeah, multiple yeah. pieces. That was so badass. Well, I mean, the trouble is, is we saw the video at Metal Gear Solid Four where he was fighting Vamp and he took on all those geckos and like kicked their asses, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, Raiden's brilliant. He's awesome. He's fantastic now. We all love him." Then Metal Gear Solid Four came out, and he's just sitting on a hospital bed most of the time, saying, oh, "I'm a bad person." <laughs> Family, uh, so who knows? Hopefully, he'll be good. I think that if Platinum has anything to do with the writing, he's going to be insane, and the whole game will be insane. Yeah, they're, they're yet to write a game that makes any sort of sense. True. What excites <laughs> me the most is the hints that Solidus will have some, whether it's in flashbacks or something, that Solidus will have some role in it because he is my favorite video game villain in terms yeah. of interesting <laughs> characters. What do you like so much about Solidus Snake? Um, apart from the fact that he was right. I mean, the guy was correct. He 
was trying to stop the Patriots and all that business and was right to do so. Like, he ends up doing what Solid Snake himself does later on and mm-hmm. goes up against the Patriots and, and gets, you know, is in, integral in shutting that down. Um, he basically is one of those characters who is absolutely right and justified in what he does, just has the problem of going about it in the most evil way possible. Um and I find that fascinating. I mean, to me, a villain is more fascinating when they're actually correct. Mm-hmm. When you can't really fault what they're doing, just more the way they're doing it. Um, so that always interested me, the fact that he's this sort of very deep um, character in terms of goal and, and a lot more than you think just looking at him. That and, and a lot of what he fought, we kind of see shades of in real life now. Uh, when it comes to things like Sopa and Pippa, which they tried to pass to control the internet. Um, There's a lot of stuff that he had a problem with that I now have a problem with uh, the more I see going on in American politics and culture. So I find that resonance very interesting. I've meant to write about Solidus as a character for a very long time. haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, But yeah, so I'm excited to see what influence he has in Revengeance. It would be really interesting if they actually tried to make Revengeance somewhat topical, as Kojima tries to sometimes do. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 was definitely his take on war as a business. Um, Whether he's going to be involved enough to try to add that depth, or whether it'll just be an insane Platinum Games, you know, let's spank a bunch of women and then surfboard on a shark, and then, you know, everyone's head explodes, and then we all make out. It would be that kind of game. What game was that? Mad World had some of that, just some oh. like spanking and head exploding, and um, he never actually made out with her, but he got extremely uh, sexually suggestive with a couple of characters. Um, Jack did. Yeah, it's a pretty neat game. Mad and- World was really good. Like, despite the criticisms people have about it, I really like Mad World. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I defend it pretty frequently, um, and it's not really defending, now that I say it out loud. It's more just... Oh, you thought it was a repetitive, uh, boring piece of crap? I continually liked finding different ways to uh, to kill stuff, and just looking at the game never ceased to entertain me. The, the art direction is fantastic in that game. So, yeah, I, I, I love Mad World a lot. Sorry. Hans, your thoughts? Hamza. What? What you think of Mad World, Hamza? Oh, I liked it. It was great. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I really love the visuals and um, the 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 way the, all the different ways you could kill everyone was really cool. Yeah, I, I feel like that's missing from what I've seen of Anarchy Reigns. Both of the things you just mentioned, um, my two favorite things about Mad World actually, the uh, the comedy and, and how it was a violent comedy, and also the art direction. They both got ditched. It's just so weird how Anarchy, Anarchy Reigns looks so generic. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I lost interest last year at E3 when I asked the developers. I was like, look, is this closer to a brawler? I think I said this on Podside. Is this closer <laughs> yeah, to a brawler or a fighting game? And they went with fighting game, which confused me mm. um, and really turned me off. Because as I've, I've said before, fighting games just aren't my thing. If it, But... I was excited for a long time. Like it looked like a proper brawler, and they were talking about like the survival wave-based mode, which I'm I love wave-based survival modes. Um, so that all excited me. But if it's going to be a lot more one-on-one fighting, I'm not into that. 
Yeah. It got, it got delayed, too, didn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been delayed a couple of times. I think it was supposed to be out by now, actually. So hopefully they're making it for the better. I, I really hope there's a mode that just turns on, like, black and white filter and turns on, like, stupid commentators making the same jokes over and over again, just so it feels more like Mad World or uh, Mad World 2. And, and I'm, uh, you know, uh, I actually asked Platinum. I said, are you guys just trying to make your games more appealing to the Western market? Are you going to reel it in and be less weird because you want to make more money? And they denied it, but they denied it in a way that was very hard for me to really take seriously. So uh, I'm worried they're selling out. Well, it's kind of sad. That's it. There's that whole obsession with appealing to the West, and I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, especially with the fact that I think a lot of Japanese developers, they know certain games are successful, but they don't know why certain games are successful because they don't have that cultural background that makes it come naturally to them. So we end up with games like fucking Quantum Theory. <laughs> a cover-based... Basically, I mean, you could easily confuse it for Gears of War, uh, except the fact that the cover system doesn't work. They tried to put platforming sections into it, and it was just a horrible fucking mess. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wish they would just stick to what they do best. And the same goes for, you know, to other developers in other countries just sticking to what they know. Um, to me, it's not the the lack of Western design that is killing Japanese role-playing, well, any kind of Japanese game. It's more that they're trying to innovate the gameplay and they're not innovating the actual, like, the, the creativity of the IP, of mm. the storyline and the characterization. Like, for every Japanese RPG that reinvents its combat system, they're still telling the same stories about the same floppy-haired 17-year-old boy that's saving the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's where the problem lies with me. It's you've got these story-driven games that just have really tired stories, um, but they're so obsessed with reinventing the combat system. I, I, I'm guessing that there's the, the country is kind of seized with a fear, and the, and the fear, ironically, is what they should be afraid of because... They're afraid they're going to make games that aren't going to sell, so they're tightening how many risks they take and how many new ideas they have, which is making them stale, which is making people not want to buy their games. Tony Ponce actually just wrote a uh, rather controversial feature for Destructoid.com. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but something about New Super Mario Bros. 2 being too bland. Yeah, I think it was called just like, why does New Super Mario Bros. 2 look bland? Right, and and uh, I love Tony, but I usually see things a little differently than Tony does. I don't see that game as bland. I see it as incredibly safe, and it's a sign to me that Nintendo right now is scared, and I'm looking back on how many times they tried something new and weird visually, and they got shut down for it, or the people complained and whatnot. Uh, you know, it happened with Wind Waker, it happened with Mario Sunshine, it happens... Almost every time they deviate from, from the norm in terms of art direction. Or didn't in general, yeah? Didn't a... Uh, what? Are you drunk? What happened? Didn't, didn't uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn do pretty good? It did pretty good, but it didn't do as good as uh, Kirby Return to Dreamland, which played it safe again. Uh, uh, Epic Yarn, I think, sold like 
1.3 million globally, and Return to Dreamland was more like like 3 million. Um, I could be wrong about that, but it's my understanding. Yeah, when Nintendo plays it safe, they get rewarded. Um, and when they get weird, people get pissed off and, and reject them. Unless it comes to the hardware, funnily enough. Mm. As they played it safe with the GameCube and didn't do too well, but then they were just balls to the wall with the Wii uh, and the 3DS, actually. Uh, sure. And rather the DS. Yeah, and, and did really well with it. It's like the if they go weird with the hardware, they seem to do okay, but weird with the games, and people get a little squiffy on them. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I think when they get weird with hardware, they bring in new people. They lost a lot of people with the Wii. Um, you know, it's it's hard to quantify that, but just uh, talking to people on the internet, it's easy to, to find a group of people that'll say, oh yeah, I love the GameCube, but then the Wii came out, and I said, forget it, I hate the controller, I hate the games, I'm not playing it. Um, so they, they gained more people than they lost, but they still lost a lot of people that they're clearly trying to get back with the Wii U, which is a much safer bet than the Wii was coming out of the gate. I mean, I think people are, are burnt out on the Wii name and just kind of associate it with like weird crap they don't like in general. I think that's what we, like, this unofficial definition is for a lot of people. It's just weird crap they don't like, but Wii U is a lot safer than uh, I think they know, and when they play it, I think they'll they'll adapt to it pretty quickly, a lot more quickly than they tried to with the... Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's... There's just something about the Wii U that makes me skeptical of its success. Um, I don't know whether it's, again, the fact that when they play it safer with the hardware, they don't seem to do quite so well. Or it's something else, but I don't. Maybe it's just the lateness of of how it's coming out um, has something to do with it, or the fact that we just haven't seen much of it beyond their sort of vague concept. Uh, it's I don't know. I as I was saying to Hamza earlier, like I'm not that excited for it yet, and I just I can't see it being this massive success. I could be wrong. I mean, you know, I'm hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope every console that comes out is a massive success. Because yeah. it's win-win for me, um, but I guess we'll see. I'm just—I've not seen anything that's made me giddy for the Wii U yet, and I was—I was pretty giddy for the 3DS. Um, but I didn't out of the bat for 3DS, as I recall. Huh? I mean, didn't they show games for 3DS uh, the day they announced it? Uh, yeah, they showed. Yeah, they showed Kid Icarus. I think on the day they announced it. I think they alluded to Resident Evil and Metal Gear as well. Metal Gear, and they said uh, Koei was on board, which obviously makes me happy. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, there was a lot to talk about. With the Wii U, I just I haven't had felt like I've had much to talk about, um, which hopefully, you know, will change at E3. I think that's the rational stance to take. If you are, I'm not really excited for the Wii U either, because like you, there's nothing to be excited about other than a concept that it will be good. But um, there's not actual any content to be excited for yet. It's the people who are actively like dislike the Wii U already, or have said, "I've decided I'm not buying that. No way." Even though there's no uh, games for it yet, you it, you shouldn't be on one side of the fence or the other at this point in the game. But I think because people are so burnt on the Wii uh, name, they're they're expecting to get more crap they don't want out of it. And I don't think that's what Nintendo's aiming to do this time. I think they're really trying to play it safer and appeal to people who they lost um, on the first week. Yeah, I think so. Let's see. We lost Hamza. Speaking of losing people... Yeah, I'm going to try and get him back now. It's dumb. Is it my fault somehow? No, his laptop is a piece of shit. Oh. He didn't just peace out on me? 
was talking? Hopefully not. Nah, no, it, it would have dropped. There's a new website, Jim. There's a new website? Yeah, on the internet. Oh. It's cool. It's, uh, I had to close all my windows or else I'd have it open and tell you what it is. I'll look it up later for the site post when you post this on the website. But there's a website that somebody made that uh, guesses what my ethnicity is. Oh, my God. And what? <laughs> every time you refresh it, it has a different guess. It'll be like Apapoco or Rayquaza or Jigglypuff or all sorts of different things. I am so flattered that someone bothered to make that. It is, uh, it's funny. It's a good website. Uh, from, from one dose of casual racism... We get a whole website. That's what I love about the Podtoy listener. They'll embrace concepts such as pedophilia or racism and turn it into something fun that we can all enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, they join with us on our, uh, I don't know if you'd call them vices. They're just problems for me, I guess. They're just my problems in my life. You know, a new, uh, new. Uh, my friend will post a video with me in it that, uh, oh, nobody's ever seen this before. And will be like, oh, I'm so excited to put this on the internet, get some cool comments, and then Podtoid listeners will find out about it. And <laughs> How about that anal sex, Holmes? And, oh, is your anus dripping, Holmes? Or... <laughs> Holmes, wide! You know, and the, my friends who don't listen to Podtoid who post videos of me are, are mortified. Uh, I don't know what to say. I don't... And to me, it's both flattering and troubling. To me, this is going along pretty much as intended. This is what I was talking about, about transforming your life. Yeah. From the mundane existence you have. It wasn't it mundane. <laughs> Something. It was, it, it was pretty mundane. So oh. the, the mundane. No offense. I think you're a great guy. I think okay. you've got a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you're a very talented young man. Yeah, all right, I guess. But your life is normal. I mean, you would say you have a pretty normal life outside of I work in a psychiatric hospital and for Destructoid.com, and I have three different weird video shows going, and yeah. no, it's not normal. Well, compared, like compared to Steve Irwin. All right. Right, when he was alive, God rest his soul, God bless him, God bless him, right? When yeah. Steve Irwin was alive, you know, oh, I've got a snake, and it's pregnant that's pretty interesting ah, right that's that's an amazing life right you know fucking stingrays and whatever else he was doing you know like licking the vaginas of crabs that's what he used to do oh I've got this crab and I'm gonna give its vagina a lick gonna make it real wet and salty that's what he'd do and that's pretty unique right I mean, just your life compared to anyone who has fucked a sea creature. Mm. <laughs> your life would it'd be pretty normal in comparison to a I, man I, who, you know... Or any animal. Yeah, a man who... Well, sea creatures in particular. I mean, fucking a dog by today's standards is pretty average and bland. Um, but, it, I mean, if you want to get really weird with it... You know, fucking a jellyfish or something. Ah, wow. You know, just sticking it, like, in it. Like, they haven't really got an orifice. You just kind of sink your penis into their globulous yeah. flesh. Wiggle around? How do you thrust into a jellyfish? It'll just I, uh, swim away, right? 
with a lot of enthusiasm, I would imagine. <laughs> but you'd say your life is normal compared to that, right? Uh, compared to a guy whose penis is in a jellyfish, yes. My yeah. yeah, so your life's pretty mundane. Yeah, it's boring. And <laughs> really fucking dull and dreary and depressing. Yeah. If yeah. you compare to a man having a sex on a jellyfish, and I just want to give some of that, like your life, a little of that pleasured jellyfish flavor. Well, I would say that having the internet associate me with being anally raped. Not raped! That's what they associate. Anally pleased. <laughs> I, I am in romantic love with you, Jonathan Holmes. Okay. I wanted to. I want to steer it away from this, actually, because some people are getting a bit tired of me ha having sex with you. I'd oh. much rather get you to have sex with other things now. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you noticed in the last couple of sentences there was a bit of a clue as to what I'm going to try and get you to do uh, at E3 next week. I want to take you to the beach um. and see what things in the sea I can get you to fuck. That sound good? None of none of them. I'm not. I woo. Yes. <laughs> I, I I don't even like being nude. <laughs> I never said you have to be nude. You can just get it out your little like jean shorts. That's nude to me. I prefer you to wear cut off jean shorts for this. Yeah, you could be a never nude. Yeah. <laughs> but a never nude who extends his. <laughs> Well, I mean, your penis won't be out for long because it'll be in starfish and eels. Oh. Um, anglerfish. The ones with the little lights at the top of their heads. Oh, they're terrifying. They look pretty bad, don't they? Yeah. yeah. They yeah. don't even have vaginas, so that'll be the challenge there. A lot of sea creatures don't. Vagina's pretty mammal. Seahorse. Yeah. Oh, Jonathan, can we get you to have sex with a seahorse? <laughs> no. Oh, no. What, what? What do you mean, no? How would I even... Where What's do you... your objection to this? There, there... <laughs> First of all, I right. I'm not attracted to them, so my penis... That's a small problem. ...and sad. So I'd have a soft, sad penis sticking out of my, uh, <laughs> my cut-off jean shorts. <laughs> oh, yes horse's face, I guess? I don't know. I don't even know what they have. They've got a face and then a, a tail there. So I no, they, a... they look like horses. Beautiful, dapple-down horses. They look like horsey. Yeah, what animal? See, From Pokemon. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what animal, Holmes, is uh -huh. more majestic, more sexual uh -huh. than a glorious steed trampling... <laughs> it's it's kind of like Birdo, too. It is a bit like Birdo, and what fictional animal is more beautiful than Birdo? It, it's a loaded question, because... <laughs> There's nothing loaded about it. I'd rather have sex with a, you know, a monkey, or, you know, I don't... You know, <laughs> I say, it's... it's I'm well, banned. look, I'll tell you what, Holmes, it's not a loaded question. Mm -hmm. You are the one who will be loaded with all the money you are going to make... Nice. When we launch HomesFucksTheSea.com. <laughs> to Tone.com about me and the ocean? Yeah, you and your love for the ocean. 
your well-known, well-documented love for the open sea. Going to be documented now. Uh, Seven orgasms across the seven seas. Watch Holmes fuck seven of nature's wettest animals, and he'll definitely make them wet in their pussies. But it's heterosexual sex, you're saying. Oh, definitely. So I don't have to be ashamed. (laughs) There's nothing to be ashamed about. I had some sex. The Green Lantern just came out as gay, Jonathan Holmes. Don't you want to be like the Green Lantern and have sex with a gay seahorse? (laughs) <laughs> Which Green Lantern? Ryan Reynolds is gay now? I Yes, Ryan Reynolds. I don't That's... know. Alan Scott is his name? I don't really know. Oh, in the comics. The, yeah. Uh, fictional character. Yeah. Oh, come on. Who cares? Alan Because <laughs> I had heard one of the big DC characters is going to come out of the closet. Um, Alan Scott is the blonde Green Lantern who wears red. So he's the least green of all the lanterns, so nobody pays attention to him. He just shows up and says, oh, yeah, Green Lantern, and then he leaves. It's terrible. So now he's going to show up and say, I'm gay, too. And yeah. Then well, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a pretty easy publicity stunt to beat. So mm, we, we, we contact all the newspapers, all the big news networks. You know, we're talking Fox. We're talking CNN. We're talking BBC fucking worldwide. And we tell them an exclusive, right? Pogtoid star Jonathan Holmes is going to bang... The biggest, gayest manta ray you have ever fucking seen. I, so, I dare say that will be a trending topic on Facebook before you know it. Well, you make a strong point. It, it, it probably would catch on pretty quickly. I make a very strong point, and we want to see your strong point, Upper Squid. <laughs> wow. These Is that are right? Hamza's already signed on as the fluffer for this. Oh, is that right, Hunter? No. <laughs> Don't worry. If you're worried that you're not, you know, and I find it very hard to believe, but if you want to crack on that you're not sexually attracted to a seahorse, I, 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 I've never met a man alive who isn't. Um, Hamza can parade around in skimpy lingerie to get you in the mood. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Uh, I am the manager. I'm going to make my 10% and get the word out. I'll be the one calling up BBC News 24, telling them, I've got a guy in this room. He's going to fuck everything in the ocean. What's my cut? Huh? What's my cut? Pringles. Pringles. You get a tube of Pringles per night. (laughs) They're not cheap. They're a luxury crisp. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Shut up, Holmes. (laughs) I don't know if you've had them, but they're pretty good. What's Holmes' cut? Huh? I'm not getting paid. Holmes, Jonathan Holmes will get cut if he doesn't fucking agree to this. Because this is... And I say that with love. Because you know I'm going to take care of you, baby. You know that. I will buy him the finest silks and furs and exotic spices from the new world. He will live like a queen. I'll take... I take care of my children. And you... Right, sweet baby girl, you're gonna be okay just so long as you keep fucking shrimps and prawns and any other sea creature that we throw in front of you. Wow, I am the Tina Turner of having sex with a <laughs> going inside its vagina and rubbing yeah. around inside. Yeah. Wow, my life. 
it's the worst in a lot of ways. It's not the worst. It is. It is a little bit the worst. It's an experience, like I've told you before, like watching Krull. <laughs> Krull is not that notable of an experience, is it? <laughs> it is. It's got Liam Neeson in it. That's true. It's got Liam Neeson and Hagrid from the Harry Potter School of Witchcraft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good actors. Uh, Liam Neeson's not in it a heck of a lot, though. Fantastic actors. Fantastic talents. There's that shape-changing guy, right? Doesn't he turn into a... Ergo the Magnificent. Short of stature, tall of power, narrow of purpose, and wide of vision. Whoa. I watched it the other day. So I've got Krull on the brain. Yeah, I don't blame you. I've got Krull on the brain, and you're going to have Krill on the cock. (laughs) I don't want to have sex with... Uh, any sort of bestiality is sort of a problem for me, let alone the most revolting. Wait, 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 wait. You just said sort of a problem. <sighs> this sperm whale is going to eat all of my wankton. How's that? We've got all the puns worked out. <laughs> wankton. Swordfish, more like horde fish. Horde, yeah. Do you get it? Do you get it or not? Prostitutes. This huh? old- Oh, and someone else is making a video game. Uh, Makyu, I believe. Makyu is making a game based on your sexual advances towards me, Jim. And a little bit of District of Foe. Your, oh, is it uh, like a romantic novel adventure? It's a it's a 2D platformer. Uh, right. I'm the main character, and uh, you are the hazard. <laughs> We're a robot, too. But oh, it's, nice. And uh, Willem Dafoe is going to be in it as a muddy buddy as well. I saw some of the artwork for it. It's, it's really well done. And I'm sure the, if there is underwater level now, it will be, I guess, you trying to force my penis into a cod. Yeah, that's going to happen now. That would be fantastic. I do a lot of different things, you know? I've got a couple of different shows. I write articles. I review video games sometimes. None of that is what I'm associated with. What I'm now associated with is my butthole and my penis inside of a uh, anglefish. (laughs) Colon canth or whatever they're called. Well, you shouldn't keep coming up with these ideas if you don't like them. I'm expressing my despair by uh, vocalizing the details. That's what they do in therapy. But perhaps I should just... (sighs) <sighs> Sigh and accept. Is that is that the right? Are you gen? Are you genuinely upset, Jonathan? Because if you are genuinely upset, right? Uh-huh. I because I am your friend and yeah. I care about your feelings, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll stop at a bucket of goldfish. <laughs> the whole bucket. Of you gold- you are gonna fuck every goldfish in that bucket, or at least jizz on them. Uh, I want you to give a goldfish a facial, please. <laughs> and then we'll say no more on the matter, because I respect you. So I have to view Kaki on a... A goldfish shell. Yeah. yeah. Goldfish shell. Oh, would, you, would you snowball a hermit crab or not? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh. No. oh, Jonathan. It would be very difficult for me to have any sort of erection for these fish. <laughs> the equation well, well, that's why I'm there. Yeah, that's why we've got the fluffer. 
parading around in exotic lingeries. In my education, is that what a fluffer does? They just kind of dance around? and, and They just... make sure you are rock hard any way possible. Really? Ugh. Yeah. What a tough job. When you stop finding fault in everything, I've come up with the perfect way to make us all rich. Well, make me rich and answer eat a lot of Pringles. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't imagine being a fluffer. That would be a real... It's just like being a prostitute. I think, of? for me, it would be a dream come true. Mm, okay. I would. I think for me to just to just have a job where I'm just wanking cocks until they get a bit hard. For <laughs> me, I think that's my perfect job. Because you don't have to worry about true performance anxiety or getting to the. Because getting a man to have an orgasm, I'm told, can be sort of a pain. It takes a little while sometimes. And women too. They can take some time. Oh, it takes <laughs> effort to to satisfy anyone but yourself. Right. And it's the kind of effort I frankly don't want to put in. Mm -hmm. I've got better things to do. Sure. So just get to the point of sexual interest and then being like, all right, I'm out. Yep, you're good to go. He's your responsibility now. I'm oh. going to go have a cigarette and read a comic. <laughs> that would be my perfect job. I think if anything could get me to quit my job at Destructoid... It would be to wank men off. <laughs> Not to the point of orgasm. Like, give a man a half wank so he can have sex with someone stunningly beautiful. Mm. What a strange irony. Yeah. Really, great job. Great job. That, or remake Krull. <laughs> I'd, I'd do a Krull remake. Or do you want to be in it? Yeah. Uh, all the characters. Wow. That is the best idea of all ideas had. Yes. Pretty much. I would remake Krull with myself. There's women in it, too. There's like a sexy witch and a, a damsel in distress and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah, I would get to wear a beautiful wedding dress. And be the groom. Yeah. And be the guy who turns into a spotted leopard. Damn right. I got the magnificent. And there a spider queen? There no? is the, the widow of the web. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we're, we're essentially just reminiscing about Krull now. Um, yeah. Is there anything else? Because it is the special E3 episode. <laughs> Pre-E3. This is no. our, our pre-E3 press conference. This is terrible. Really? The, what do you mean this is terrible? I want to apologize to everyone. We talked, about, we talked about important E3 issues like which fish you're going to sex. <laughs> I'm a bit annoyed about E3. I'm a bit annoyed at Hamza especially, Hamza. what I do? You realise, right, you've booked me and Jonathan Holmes in totally different hotels. So now I'm reduced to sleeping in the corridor outside his room. <laughs> which I will be doing like some sort of fat draft excluder. I did it for the safety of Holmes. Really, Hamza? You were looking out for me? Come on. No, no, I wasn't. You, you, were, you were supposed to be in the same hotel, but then you did things differently. I just wanted you to admit it. Yeah, um... We had a last-minute addition to my video team at E3, a sound guy named Pungy, who might actually be in a video or two, because he loves Call of Duty hard. And uh, it'll be fun to talk to a Call of Duty fan, so we'll see about that. He's, um, he's an actor as well, and a sound man. He's a neat guy, but since he was uh, included at the last second, I had to get a different hotel room. So sorry, Jim, that's my fault. Unbelievable. 
I don't know. How often, like, in a every day do you think about me? Because <laughs> I think about you, like, regularly every single day for at least, like, for at least a solid block of three hours. Wow. And I'm a little upset. Just, I'm a little upset I don't seem to be getting the same out of our relationship. I think about you, I, well, first of all, everyone talks to me about you. I'll be like, oh, I wrote a And someone will be like, oh, did Jim help you write it? Yeah. And that's, that's, I think that's perfect. I would, yeah. I would be happy if people considered you my ward. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Uh, at least that's, and that's, you know, they're paying attention to what I'm doing and reading it, so I can't really complain about why they are, but. Yeah, I think about you for many hours because we're linked in people's minds kind of permanently, kind of like uh, um, Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Like, Monica Lewinsky, <laughs> Clinton doesn't get brought up. It's just no one has anything. You know, she'll be doing her own book or she had her own show called, like, Mr. Handsome or something. Do you remember that? Uh, no. She had a show where all the men wore masks, like uh, scary... Eyes Wide Shut style masks. Except what be- the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It lasted like two episodes. And she had to pick one of the men based only on their personality, like not going by their looks. No one cared about that. They just asked her, what was it like when uh, Clinton whipped it out? Was that cool? You like that? Uh, for the rest, <laughs> that was one. And likewise, no matter what I do, no matter what uh, incredible insight I might have in the world of video games, the second question will be, so has he put his, uh, his penis in your mouth yet? <laughs> I'll tell you what though, Jonathan, right? That must be like, I don't know, it degrading for you and insulting. Uh, I wouldn't quite go or that. At least, at least disappointing when it comes up. It's a little, uh, no, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. It is, um, I would like it if the work that I did had some merit outside of it reminding people that I might have a penis. Of, yeah, of my penis. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It would be uh, a nice validation yeah. for me. But at the same token, I mean, who am I to complain, really? No, no, absolutely. Because I was going to say, like, I mean, at the very least, I love this. And I think that should be your reward, is knowing that I absolutely love the fact that people literally can't think about you without thinking about my um, tumescence uh, deep within you. <laughs> they can't. They no, can't. Yeah. About that it. gives me genuine joy. Yes. And I see it in other, co- I see comments and, and stories I didn't even write on Destructoid. <laughs> you know, someone wrote, oh, hey, new Castlevania coming out. They'll be like, oh, yeah, is Jim's dick coming out of his pants and going to home his, he owns his butthole? <laughs> Does that happen? Yeah, that's not, that doesn't even, ah. Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> it's practically abuse. It's practically abuse. It's not, it rides a fine line. Not quite, though. Not quite. Not, not quite. Th- it's illegal, and Holmes is, like, one of the finest legal minds of America. So, and that reminds me, I've got a new section. It's called Jonathan Holmes, Attorney at Law. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. Seriously? Yeah, yeah seriously. Uh, Holmes, didn't you know this? That no. Jonathan Holmes is a qualified lawyer. Oh. I'm not. No. What, what, what is your specialty, Holmes? 
I took a, a philosophy of the law class in undergraduate, and I did pretty poorly on it because I didn't want to read any of the books. Um, I understood the concepts, but you actually have to learn. There's a lot of books. There's a lot of books. There's I, a lot of learning, yeah. I took a social work one, too, about social work and the law. I did better in that, so I've taken a total of two law classes. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. 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 So Jonathan Holmes, attorney at law. Uh, if I gave a child a, oh, oh. <laughs> a piece of candy, oh. uh, could be worth as original, could be Skittles, okay? It's got to have some solidity to it, right? Oh. And he yeah. ate it, right? Oh. There was nothing else happened, right? Okay. Apart from the fact that that piece of candy had been up my bum. Oh, uh, no. Is that illegal or not? Because uh, I'm I, thinking I, of doing this, like maybe at Halloween or something. Just give them the sweets. They've been cleaned off, but I know they've been up my bum. Wow. Just, just, just popped up there, then just kind of, you know, just... And then just pop back out like a little rabbit poo. Uh, give it a quick rinse, pop it back in the bowl with the other Halloween treats. Uh. Um, you couldn't be arrested out. Why am I answering this question? <laughs> because you're you're legally bound as an attorney at law to help me, your client, with my problem. If there's, if I were a real lawyer, I would be uh, <laughs> and um, charging you by the second. They're terrible. I call lawyers all the time. And they want to be called. They're like so excited to be called because they. they well, then why me. why aren't you excited? Because I I'm not a lawyer, so I can't charge you for this. I I can't. There's no grounds <laughs> for me to bill you. However, I I will answer the question. Is that what I'm going to do, Hamza? Do you want to give me some advice? Should I answer this? Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. I'll do it. They can't arrest you just for giving them the candy, but yes, if they find traces of fecal matter on the foodstuff or the child's oral cavity, you could be charged with <laughs> an endangerment of a minor. Right. Um, now, obviously, you know the forensic law. Um, oh. Can, if they found traces of brown uh, on a skittle, could they trace it to me with DNA or not? Can you prove that it was my ass uh, that the child tasted? That's a that's a tough one. It's a tough one, isn't it? You see why I've been having trouble. That's not normally how they do uh, DNA testing. They don't immediately ask for a, uh, a fecal sample, a stool sample. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Would, is there enough DNA up my ass? Uh, that could get me in jail, in the jail, for being a bad man. I wouldn't roll the dice on there. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the... Again, why am I answering this? <laughs> oh, God. Um, if it was a real soft poop, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a real soft poop, yeah. Yeah, uh, a hard poop may land you in prison. Okay. You don't take a, the, They don't bring as much with them. Yeah. From the source material. Yeah, yeah. Because there could be saliva materials. Like if you've been chewing on the food and swallow it, 
you could bring down, and they do swabs to get the DNA. That's a good point. Yeah. You see, this is why I ask you these questions, because you know shit, dude. I don't know nothing. I literally... You know shit about shit. Yeah, exactly. I only know about Tetris. So I need you to answer these questions. So, Jonathan Holmes, attorney at law, just mm. one last question on this week's case. Oh. If I were to put the Werther's original or the Skittle up my bum, um, rinse it off, and give it to a kid, is that pedophilia or not? <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I shouldn't be surprised anymore. But <laughs> being asked that question, yes. I find new ways to surprise you. You do, you do. Um, if you do it for some sort of weird sexual fecal gratification, then yes. But if you do it strictly as kind of a goof, if you're like, this will be a good prank, <laughs> let's have a meet a poo, then no, no. You know, it's, it's like some people TPing a house is uh, a sexual thing for them. They go home and can't stop thinking about it and have a sexy time alone thinking about, uh, you know, just putting a watermelon in somebody's yard. Ha, 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 no, they masturbate about that. And other people do it just for fun. So it depends on the person. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jonathan Holmes, attorney at law. There'll be another legal matter to deal with next week. Isn't there really? Next week is... <laughs> There's going to be so much video game news to talk about. Yeah, I will literally, um, I'll tell you what, I'm probably not going to be paying attention at half my appointments, because I'll be bringing a notebook with me, but it won't be anything about the games in there. Uh, it's mostly just going to be stuff about you, drawings of you, and just thoughts about you. I, I really should start a diary, just a, just a, a Jonathan Holmes memory diary. What? That I can, just every time I have a thought about you, I can write it down in the diary and read excerpts of it for the amusement of our patrons. Ah, uh, yeah, you can do that. You could do that. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll keep a diary for you at E3 this week. Maybe what? a video diary. A vi what are you, are you going to make a diary? Of my week. Um, but how I think you'd have enjoyed it. <laughs> wow, that would that would creep people out, I think. And by creepy people, I mean I don't understand why. It's a teenage romance is a beautiful thing. You're twenty-seven. I don't know. <laughs> sure. I'm thirty-five. I'm old. I'm old and I'm tired. Well, so Edward Cullen in Twilight was 35, and it didn't stop it being a beautiful teenage love affair. That's true. That's true. He, uh, she was his Damn right. Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer was 200 years old, and it didn't stop it being a beautiful romantic love affair. I forgot about Spike. He's the scarier looking of the two, between Spike and Angel. Spike's the best. Do you like Spike one? Oh, yeah. Interesting. I'll look into that. I haven't watched a lot of that show. Joss Whedon, I hope he never writes another joke again. I'm sorry, guys. What? His, his humor is my least favorite humor out of all the humors. <sighs> yeah, sorry, Amza. You're sorry. weird. I can't help it, man. When he writes jokes, I feel bad afterwards. I, I, I facepalm, I cringe, 
I like grab things and squeeze them and go, oh no, stop making jokes. Yeah, and it's it's funny because he writes characters whom I really like. He writes uh, stories that have a lot of depth and meaning to them. He's he's really good with symbolism and uh, three dimensional character characterization. But then they start making jokes and it's just like stop doing the jokes. Don't like them. Yeah, you like his jokes though. I take it on. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, I like him. See, that's what you bring. I, uh, the, I have, the mayor, the mayor in season three of Buffy the Vampire Slayer was ha ha hilarious. I don't know if I remember the mayor. Oh, I'll look into it. It's the best. I've been rewatching a lot of Buffy this past year. A good, lot of people have. Yeah, good Buffy times. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Popular television show, cult favorite. Oh yeah, a stage and screen. Mm, indeed. Hey, haunts it. If I'm going to see the Adventure Time game. Is it going to be there? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I was hoping you might have heard something. I think they're mostly concentrating on promoting Book of Memories because, let's face it, somebody's fucking got to. Um, <laughs> I checked it to Majesco's... It's Majesco, right? I thought it was D3 for some reason. Oh, maybe oh. it is D3. Yeah. Well, I don't remember any D3 appointments. Okay. Well, if if you hear anything, I'd love to see it. Yeah, I mean, I specifically looked out for it just for you, but I didn't see anything pop up, so. I'll look on the show floor, too. Uh, yeah. other than, what are you guys looking forward to playing at the Electronic Entertainment Expo this year? Anything? Uh, yeah, we were actually talking about this uh, before you got on. Uh, it was really awkward because it was just me and Jim, and we hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Revengeance and uh, Halo 4 are the top two that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, do you think Revengeance is going to win over more people than Metal Gear Solid 4 did? Do you think there's any chance it'll be the biggest? I don't, I think it's gonna, it's a different crowd. It's, I mean, yeah, same universe, but like totally different gameplay styles and different themes going on there. Like, it's gonna appease more to the fans that liked, I don't know, Bayonetta and uh, I'm trying to think of other non-platinum games that are like the... Yeah, kind of a straight sword fighting game like that, a superhero sword fighting game. Yeah, there's actually really never been anything like it, in a way. I can think of. Um, you know, God of War has blades, but I'd, I'd hasten to call that kind of close combat sword fighting. There's so many. Yeah, with the precision you could do in this game, like I mean, you could slice and dice a person into as many pieces as you want, and it will cut them that many times. It's, it's really cool, the, the whole combat mechanics... Um, I don't know if it would necessarily appease to standard Metal Gear fans, though. I wonder if they'll buy it just out of brand loyalty, and then uh, if the game is good enough, of course, that the reviews are good enough, new people will take a chance on it. Because there's as many people who love Metal Gear, there's many more people who want nothing to do with it because the pace is so slow, and it's not a particularly empowering series. You feel kind of trapped and outnumbered most of the time, and... Using a tranquilizer gun to kill enemies isn't appealing to a lot of people, but but a lot of people just want a, a superhero power fantasy game, and a game looks to deliver on that. So it'll be interesting to see if they pull it off. I hope in general, like we were saying before, that Japan Japanese developers learn to really just innovate again, but still do what they do best and win back a lot of the uh, the fans that they lost um, over the past five years or so. That's what I'm really hoping we see out of E3 this year. And and not so much trying to pander to the West, but really just get back to their roots and get creative and take some risks again. Hoping to see that. I wanna see I wanna play some good Vita games. Mm. 
Because yeah. I think people seem to think that I enjoy disliking Vita games when I don't. It's been very frustrating um, playing games that aren't wowing me on the Vita. And I want to play some good ones. I want to see the Kill Zone because that's what got me really excited about the Vita in the first place was knowing that they were going to be a proper Kill Zone game on it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I hope to see more of that. Um, Dishonored as well, I want to see. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I want to see Dishonored. That... It's got stilt police, which still excites me. The idea of what? cops just walking around the city on big mechanical stilts. They are like Stilt Man, the Daredevil. Uh, like, I I don't know who that is, but they're on stilts, giant mechanical stilt legs. Excellent. And they've just got normal guns in their hands. Totally inadequate. It makes no logical sense, but I love it. I don't know if I know what Dishonored is. I thought I did, but I don't remember anything about cops on stilts. Do you play as one of these cops on stilts? No, you're a guy with a skull helmet. Oh, yeah. Okay. You go around, you know, you do assassinations, you sneak in the shadows. It's a stealthy kind of game, but looks really interesting. It's like Assassin's Creed meets Bioshock meets um, uh, uh, Half-Life. That sounds like it'll do well. They managed to um, really do that without... Seeming like watered down versions of all of those things. Huh. Sounds pretty good. Who's putting that game out, Dishonored? Bethesda. Oh, alright. They've got a rip. Yeah, <laughs> they have. Oh yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. yeah. I love I love how Holmes always manages to like just smoothly sidestep giving any committed praise to certain studios and games. It's brilliant. I like to pretend I like things that I don't like at all. And Bethesda's never made a game that I wanted to play. Like a video game. Like, I played them, I'd be like, can I stop playing this soon? Because I don't like it. <laughs> That's okay. Every game they've made has been like that. Uh, but at the same token, though, I must respect the quality of their work, and a lot of their ideas are great, but they are yet to put out something that uh, just the playing of it I enjoy. Which is a shame for me. Makes me feel like uh, a hipster. I'm sick of being called a hipster, you guys. Hurts my feelings, Hamza. <laughs> Why did you point me out? <laughs> just for fun. I just want to include you in the conversation. But, yeah, uh, people are talking about hipster. I'm actually thinking about writing a feature about it because it's a term that's getting used enough. I feel like it's worth identifying it, but it's getting misused a lot, at least by my opinion. I feel like a video game hipster is someone who could like things that are popular but actively tries not to because they think it'll ruin their... Um, outsider cred. They think it's cool to be weird and they think it's weird to not like Bethesda games and therefore they'll say, oh no, I would never play that. Which is not the case with me. I will play a mainstream game if I can enjoy it. Um, I certainly don't try to be weird because it's a lot of work and it makes you feel alienated and like people don't care what you have to say. Uh, Like, I can't count how many times I've said, oh, I don't like such and such game and people have said, well, then I will never read anything you ever write because you have the worst taste ever. And all you do is, is lose fans that way. So. Yeah, I had that recently. Some guy said he used to like my Jimquisition videos, but because I didn't like Resistance Burning Skies on the PS Vita, he couldn't respect me anymore. Exactly. Which I, yeah, I mean, it's, I feel bad for the guy. Sure. Doesn't get to enjoy my lovely videos, you know. <laughs> I, I, I make things that I want people to like. If they can't like it, I don't feel good about them. That's bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel bad on their behalf because there are people that are sort of getting something out of it. And he's, if he used to enjoy it well, and that's the thing. can't, 
that must be frustrating for him. And and I guess I feel that way because I you know want to enjoy games like Resistance Burning Skies and can't because they're fucking god awful. <laughs> it happens a lot. People will love a movie star and then be like, oh, but I found out that he likes guys. Uh, Crawfish, he eats crawfish. Fuck that guy. I never, ugh, hate him now. Or, or you know, he's a Scientologist or, or something. You know, they'll they'll hate not based on the quality of their work, but whether they can identify with them anymore. And that's uh, that's just a way to lose fun in your life. I don't want to lose fun, and I don't want people to lose uh, the fun of enjoying your show, Jim. Let us said. Yeah, and then you know, there's a lot of other things to lose respect for me over like this (laughs) it's funny I can talk about you know sex with sea animals and putting sweets up my bum all day long um, but don't like the same video game as someone else and then it's all over Yeah, that is a shame I feel sad for people who you know have that affliction indeed and and who else is really writing Vita reviews for Destructor other than you these days it's really me and Dale, but Dale's obviously been very busy. So, yeah. so because Vita games aren't that good right now, you are being blamed for not liking Vita games. Kind of. I don't know, something like that. It's, yeah. it's a shame because I, I love the Vita so much as a thing. Mm-hmm. I just want more to do on it. Right. And I, I loved Resistance 3. I love the idea of playing a first-person shooter on a Vita. I, I like that. You know, it's not for everyone, but to me, that excites me. But, nah, Burning Skies isn't it. It's it's an unfinished game. It feels like a pre-alpha build. It's horrible. Wow. Um, you know, the, the it's not finished. That game is severely not finished. Um, and I think, because, you know, it's gotten some 80s and 90s from people. I really think that once we get halfway through the Peter's life cycle and we start seeing, like, actual good games on it, once we can compare Resistance to these things... Some of those reviews are going to look a bit silly. Mm, mm-hmm. But I think even with nothing to compare it to, it's a bad game. I don't think it needs comparison. It's not finished. But mm. there you go. What can you do? There is one game I'm really excited for. I don't think it'll be at E3. What's um, that? It's called Among the Sleep. Oh, what's that? Which has been doing the rounds today. I saw the trailer for it today. Um, it is a horror game. Um, there's, as far as I can tell, there's no combat in it. You are a two-year-old. You're Is that two, you're, no, no, I think it's PC and Mac. Right. Uh, right. You are two years old, um, just sort of toddling around this house with like all scary shit going on. You see like shadows of monsters in windows and stuff, um, and drawers opening and shutting, like in a kind of sudden paranormal activity way. And just mm-hmm. the way the animation is done. It, you, it like it's the animation is done to really make you think that you're this child. Mm-hmm. Like it's got this like bobbing sway to it, the camera, and there are these heavy like childlike thudding footsteps. You know the way they kind of just propel themselves forward, mm-hmm. and you 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 crawl under chairs and things, and you see like the little fat baby hands and stuff. It looks tremendous. What's did we post about it? Uh, we did. Yes, I posted it this morning. Um, it's called Among the Sleep, okay. and you are, as I say, this child that kind of just shit happens to it when everyone's sleeping. 
yeah, really terrifying. Like people have looked at the trailer already and said, "I'm not playing that, not because it looks bad, but because I think I'll be too scared." And like they really nailed the atmosphere, and it was such a just such a good take on that whole defenseless um, route to take survival horror. Like you're a kid. There's nothing really scarier than being this little kid in this oversized world. Mm-hmm. Things coming to get you. I wonder. That that seems to me to be a game that a lot of people will say, oh, I'm buying that when it comes out. But when it actually comes out, they'll be like, eh, I'll save my money for something I know I'll like. Like, you know, I don't know, Torchlight 3 or whatever. Will be I don't that. know. I mean, Amnesia kind of set a bar. Like, mm. there's clearly a market for this defenseless horror now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think coming off the back of Amnesia and people's excitement for that, I have a feeling that it could do pretty well. I mean, these indie PC games are really starting to do well on their own terms. I mean, obviously, they're not shifting Diablo 3 6 million in a week. Um, but on their own terms, in accordance to their own budgets, they're doing well. And I'm really happy about that. Like, Legend of Grimrock did really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amnesia did really well. Um, I think I Divine Cybermancy that I talked uh, up a lot back in the day. Like I think that does really well. That did oh. pretty damn well. So it's a good time to be a PC indie dev. I think. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. the The culture is growing and awareness is growing. And if you have a game that gets genuine positive word of mouth from particular sources, um, and it's on Steam, that doesn't hurt either. Then you're gonna do pretty well. But I don't. A baby. A game is a baby. I wonder if people are going to deal with that as a, a frame of reference. Of that's going I to don't know. I mean, people have responded very, very well to the footage that went up. Like, it's a teaser trailer, but it's based on in-game footage, so it shows you what it will look like. It mm. looks fantastic. Like, it looks exactly like the kind of game I want to play. I, I guess I think of Suda51 games when it comes to something that kind of foreign to people, and Suda51 games often... These days, anyway, probably ever since No More Heroes, uh, no, starting with No More Heroes, I should say. Tons of people say they're going to buy it, and that it looks great, and it looks funny, and it looks different and interesting, and then when it comes to actually buying it, particularly Shadows of the Damned, they just don't, they just forget. Or I say. mean, that's, again, I mean, that's where you have to draw the, li- the difference between the console market and the PC market. Mm. There are similarities, but there are some huge differences, and when it comes to the PC market, that shit sells. This uh, isn't this isn't like a Wii versus 360 PS3 situation where people are like, oh, if Mad World was on the 360 PS3, it would sell better. Um, mm-hmm. There are there are games that when they come out would not do jack shit on any console. On mm-hmm. PC, they will kick fucking ass. If yeah. I described Legend of Grimrock to someone who only plays on 360, you know. Then we're talking cynicism. Then we're talking people not buying it. You know, this old school dungeon crawler RPG where you move like on a, across a grid, basically. You know, square by square by square. Um, no online. Just you fighting snails for hours in a dark dungeon. Um, sounds like something people would be all excited for and not buy. Uh, if it were on, say, XBLA or PSN, mm-hmm. take it to good old games, put it on Steam, sell it direct from the site does really well those guys broke even they made their profit they more than made their development costs and they're ready to talk about the future that company's doing really well um same goes for this like if this was coming out on 360 ps3 i would still be excited but i would also be fucking depressed 
because I know it wouldn't do well. I mean, maybe on PSM it would have a chance um, because there's just a more artistic and grown-up crowd there. Um, I, I only said that to upset Jonathan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, but on the PC, I mean, that kind of weird shit does well. People get excited for it, and because of how easy it is to buy PC games now, and usually, you know, they're at a much more affordable cost, people do put their money where their mouth is when it comes to PC games. I am confident that if this is a good game, if this turns out to be a good game, it will do well. And I I stake my foreskin on that. I will remember that. And you will have to come and collect if I'm wrong. (laughs) And it has to be you... And you have to do it yourself, the operation. You really find a way to win, no matter what. <laughs> the, the house always wins, my friend. The house always I, wins. I am impressed. Um, oh, there was something back in there that I wanted to jump on. No, it's not what I mean. I wasn't going to say anything about yeah. your penis. <laughs> you were saying uh, something that spurred me to talk about something exciting, but I forgot what it is. Ugh, crap. How about you, Hamza? You've been quiet. Is there anything you've been just biting at the bit to champ about? Uh, not Jen's penis. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that penis. Nope. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I've, I'm just really tired today, I guess. I haven't really had much to say. That's right, Hamza. That's you've been working stuff. hard doing, uh, getting E3 sorted out. Yeah, me and Dale and Conrad, we've been like busting ass trying to get all that sorted, and we're pretty much at the finish line. For all the prep work, at least. Awesome, man. That's exciting. It's going to be a good show this year. Uh, I'm really feeling the, the positive energy and feeling the confidence among the Destructoids. We've got a, a lot of new kids that are really wanting to prove their worth. That always helps. Uh, and people that are just genuinely interested in the show this year, which is um, of the plus. So, yeah, I'm excited for what we're going to do. What do you, uh, you know, while we're on the subject, what do you guys think of the... What are your predictions, I guess, so to say, about the the big three conferences that are going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that Sony is going to pull something really interesting out of the bag to try to get people interested in the Vita again, because they have to be noticing that it's bottom of the barrel in sales in Japan. You know, it's been selling like 4,000 a week or something, whereas the 3DS is selling 10 times that every week. Um, that's a huge market for them. The PSP basically survived off the Japanese market, so so without that, they're going to be freaked out. I don't know how it's selling in the United States, actually, but I don't imagine it's doing that great. So I'm expecting some big Vita news that's going to blow people's minds, similar to the uh, 3DS price drop that suddenly happened uh, last year. There's rumors about them revamping the PlayStation Plus subscription service to include the Vita, so I don't know if they're planning anything there. I don't know how big... I don't know if that would be a selling point. Uh, that might be something, but that certainly wouldn't change... It, yeah, it would probably do well for the people who are already invested in it. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm expecting big uh, announcements from Sony regarding games. Um, it's been a little while since they've... Uh, I mean, they came out with the, the PlayStation All-Stars and out of war ascension but i feel like in terms of saying they're doing something really new it's been a long time um and i have a sense that they're going to do that probably on vita to get people excited about it and microsoft 
it's hard for me to, they've been such, not that I'm the biggest Microsoft fan anyway, they're probably my least favorite of the three publishers, the big three publishers, but it's been just connect every year. since. The past three ones have been fucking shite. Yeah, they have not said anything surprising. I mean, Halo's been exciting, but... It's been Connect, and it's been like all these different apps you can get for the for the Xbox now. They're yeah. moving. They're more focusing on uh, making the Xbox like an all-in-one entertainment box more so than anything else now. Yeah, yeah. Did they ever come out with the Connect thing where you can scan in your skateboard and then ride around on it and stuff like that? Did that stuff ever happen at all? Nothing. Half the stuff they told us um, three E threes ago was a lie. I don't think we've seen half of what they promised when it was still called Natal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they showed of Natal was like a completely different unit. What ended up being released was like a like a like a watered down version of the what it could have been. Right. Okay. In order to save money and costs, otherwise it would have been a lot more expensive. Yeah, I think the Connect backlash is finally starting. It took about two years with the Wii, too, a year and a half, two years, where people said, there actually isn't anything I want to do with this thing. Yeah, well, I mean, most people were holding out for Star Wars Connect, and, <laughs> and then it happened at us. Yeah. And I then mean, we I, get Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter for Connect. Yeah. Relive classic mo. I love that bit in the press release. Relive classic moments from the movies. What's one of the three screenshots they show? Them pulling weeds out of the grass. That that magic moment we all remember because it involves hand gestures. <laughs> like that's not. It's not going to be the most memorable. It's going to be the the bits with the most hand movement mm, that sure. we all don't remember from Harry Potter. It's um, going to be pulling up weeds, mm -hmm. something that's almost dancing, and about three wand fights with Voldemort where you take it in turns to zap each other. And he's all just, oh, you've got to move your hand up and then move your hand down. Isn't the Xbox Connect great? <laughs> you might pet a griffin. You might or... pet a griffin. Yeah. yeah. Move your arm from left to right to pet a griffin. <laughs> Harry Potter. Mm. <laughs> I tried uh, imitating Thrones uh, to make people laugh. I did a voice like that. I wonder if it's funny. Have you guys watched the Game of Thrones? That's kind of that's got a game now. Yeah, I I need to pick that game up. I don't want to get it started before E3, but I'm gonna pick that up when we get back. I like Game of Thrones. I like the books a lot, and I've been enjoying the TV series, even if the TV series is just sword fight tits, sword fight tits. Which are the books like that too? I, I don't remember there being quite so much sex in the books. It seems like they almost, like they were panicking that the amount of exposition would like upset people, so they made sure to throw in lots of breasts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I no, don't remember I, it being quite like that. I'm definitely loving the TV series to the point where like I actually want to go and get the books and read them. They're good, but they're damn good books. Um, I haven't heard many good things about the game though. Yeah, that's to be expected. Unfortunately, you never know though. The Saw game that Konami put out it was been, horrible. It could have been worse. That was horrible. Five, right? Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Hamza. Oh, Hamza. Once you have finished destroying all my Horcruxes, and you have vanquished me once and for all, why not check out ESPN on Xbox <laughs> Live? 
Um, you so can, you too can enjoy Game of Thrones on HBO Go and many other fine services provided for your Xbox Live Gold subscription. Oh. I want to be like Max Scoville. I want to try to do one too. That's what he used to do. He used to try to match you in your impersonations. It's fun. I'm going to try to do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> old man. Crap. The only voice I can do. Uh, yeah, Voldemort's... Oh. Yes, you're fine. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Sorry, guys. I can't be Max Goville. A lot of people have tried. A lot of people failed. Special guy. <sighs> no. What do you think of Nintendo's conference? <laughs> oh, we'll talk about video games again, Oh, no. hey, what okay, whatever. Nintendo's conference is going to be there. They're going to overcompensate really hard, I think. And it's going to be awesome. Well, win or lose, they're going to try really, really hard to do the opposite of what they did the time that they announced Wii Music. Like, they're going to, to do everything that they did with, I think it was Raffi, air drumming. Ravi like, uh, drums. Yeah, Ravi drums. They're yeah. going to do the opposite of Ravi drums as hard as they possibly can. I think Reggie is going to say the word hardcore at least 50 times. And yeah. there's going to be just blood and bullets and as much stuff that they can throw at the screen. And then Pikmin 3. Uh, because they can't help but still be Nintendo. They're going to still be Nintendo and want to make games about leading an army of carrot people to go attack a giant snail. That's where their heart is. But they know that's not what works anymore in terms of getting the crowd back that they're, they're desperate to have back. So... They're going to show first-party games that are uh, not going to be that surprising. They're going to try really hard to show third-party games that uh, make them look tough and mean. And there's always the outside chance that the, they'll completely screw up and announce the 3DS redesign already with two analog sticks because third parties really, really want that from, from what I understand. Capcom in particular really wants that just built in. So we'll see if they do that. And then, of course, I mean, we've got the shadows of rumors about the next Xbox and the next PlayStation. Yeah. I really, it's, to me, it's a 50-50 coin toss whether we're going to see these at E3 or not. Like, we, it makes total sense they wouldn't show them, but it also makes sense that they would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think if Microsoft weren't doing so well, um, and they're, they're, at least in the West and in Europe, they're selling so well, still with the Xbox Connect bundle. Um, they don't really have an advantage to try to, to kind of steal their own thunder at this point with uh, announcing a follow-up, but Sony, Sony might do it. Out of the two, Sony is the one I would expect who has the most to gain from announcing new hardware. Even if they don't say anything about it, just announce, um, just show the hardware itself and maybe a name or something, a code name. See that maybe happening. I really doubt either of them would would uh, reveal anything as far as new hardware goes. I think there's there. This is like their last leg. Sure. And they didn't want to like hurt hurt whatever sales they could get out of the consoles right now. And plus, Sony I think needs to focus more on Vita and not tease the Orbis or whatever they want to call it. Sure. Um, plus, plus it's Nintendo's show. I think. Like, I mean, if feels like it's gonna be a lot like last year, like just like part two of last year's conferences. It's just. Yeah, here's some more things for the current stuff you have. Plus, here's more details on the Wii U, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like, really, the most exciting things it seems like it's going to be is uh, some of the AAA uh, third-party games. That's how yeah. it's been for a while. 
Like, yeah. Microsoft and Sony, their personal offerings haven't really excited me very much. And Nintendo's had nothing to show for a while. I think that, you know, as they're gearing up to actually get Wii U off the ground. So for me, it's, yeah, it's it's been the third parties. You know, THQ stuff excites me. Some of Warner Brothers' stuff excites me. Um, you know, I think every publisher's got something I'm interested in. But Sony and Microsoft, like Microsoft especially, I'm once they stop talking about Connect, I'll pay attention to them again. Their past three press conferences at E3 have been fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, out, out of uh, for Microsoft, like the only thing I anticipate is a uh, Halo Four, a new Twisted Pixel game, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. There was going to be a new Gears of War that silently got canceled, right? Gears of War, like. Oh, that was a very... They had... I forget what it was called, but they had one that was just murmured about that they were going to show at the Spike Video Game Awards, I think, two years ago. Uh, yeah. But that is dead. That is dead. Yeah. That that leaves space for some new... They're due. They're due for another Gears of War announcement of some kind. Uh, whether they're saving that for their next console or not remains to be seen, I guess. I, if I, I, I were I, to save that... I think what? Epic is is uh, is I know Epic is going to show off the Unreal Four engine. That's so right. They're going to be they're going to be at least one of the first out of the gate to show off what next gen uh, technology can look like. You see that I'm more excited for Epic's showing off the engine than any of the systems. You know, yeah. like I want to see what the developers are doing more than the big three, as it were. Now, how excited are you guys for the potential for even higher definition graphics and even more? I don't know. Definitioned text pixels. Except for new pixels. I'm worried about it from a business standpoint. Games are already too expensive to be made, <laughs> most of them. Um, yeah. There's a reason why I think we've had so many developers saying, eh, we can have a this generation for another five years, guys, please. Um, you know, we've got fucking Eat Sleep Play. Twisted Metal wasn't even on the shelves, and they had downsized and are now doing mobile games. Oh. Uh, LA Noir successful game developer is no more mm-hmm. uh, 38 studios I know there's a lot more to it than business than just the, the nature of the business but it's indicative of what we've got like I've seen too many of these developers they bring out a big game and then they're done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I worry that a new generation of even more demanding graphics are going to kill off a lot more developers that's exactly what I wanted to bring up before that I couldn't remember thank you Jim you did it you made my brain work right Amalur. If what if that came out in the in the in the size and scale of the Legend of Grimlock? That was just a PC only, didn't cost however many millions they threw into that game. Just use those concepts uh, on a, a lower budget PC title. You think it could have survived at that point? Because the game sold what 1.2 million units. Yeah. And the- Still considered it a failure. It just well, it like- wasn't the the trouble with Amalur is it wasn't the game that was the problem. It was the seventy five million dollar loan that the studio took from Rhode Island. <laughs> that what? whole thing, like, I, it kept looking to me like some sort of scam. Like mm. there was some sort of like it was supposed to fail, and someone was going to make out like a bandit. There's just something so weird about that whole story, and I feel very bad, of course, for the guys who got affected and lost their jobs. Uh, but there was just something so weird. Take seventy-five million dollars to produce a game that couldn't have done well enough to justify that. 
And I think they were hinging all their bets on the MMO, but the MMO market is so crowded and so difficult and tense that anyone, I think anyone risking their entire financial future on an MMO at this stage is a fucking moron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's one step above putting all your efforts into a family game on the Wii and thinking you're going to m- make millions now. <laughs> it's too late in the day for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys aren't from the Northeast, but you know sports fans, right? You've met sports fans. Are you a sports fan, Hansa? God, no. I didn't think so. I don't think so. No. I'm not a sports fan myself. The only sports fans I know are the L.A. Laker riots. Oh, right, right, right. Or well, the SF Giant riots. The Just what? the ones that riot, basically. Yeah, I, I only really care about sport when there's a riot involved. Yeah. <laughs> well, being from the Northeast, I can tell you that there is an insanity around any Red Sox player. A Red Sox player could announce... Everyone, I need blowjobs. All day. I need them. And I need you to pay me to give them, uh, to get them. You, you need to pay me 20 bucks and then give me a blowjob. And they do it. The worship of the Red Sox around here is insane. And Kurt Schilling, head of 38 Studios, just said, I just want a bunch of money, please, so I can just do some stuff. And they said, sure, Kurt Schilling, Red Sox will do it. I honestly think that they were that insane. And that the, the people giving him the money said, well, it's Kurt Schilling. He can pitch like a son of a bitch. <laughs> copies. You know, they, there's a craziness that comes over sports people. That None of that would have happened if that studio wasn't um, run by a Red Sox member and if he didn't station his um, studio out of New England. That's what I blame that whole thing. It's crazy. It's Red Sox. It's a problem. Quite possibly. Sports destroyed video games, guys. Did. Again. <laughs> oh, man. I'm almost really, I've got to get this show wrapped up because it's so hot in this office. Oh, I don't I'm... put the fans on because I don't want it to affect the, <laughs> the magnificent sound quality this show has. Have you noticed how inappropriate my language has been on this episode? Oh, you're a swearing little fuck. Slow job and the F word? It's unbecoming of you and frankly classless. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think you're just like all hot and bothered by the, the potential fish sex you're going to have, and it's just making you really excited. Yeah, it's making you a dirty girl. Yeah. I think I want to be cool like Jim Sterling. I think I'm finally learning to just try to copy Jim Sterling like everyone else does on the internet so people will like me more. Well, funnily enough, I've been copying you. You have? Because I don't know if you've got one, but I have got one of a uh, sex toy product. Oh, jeez. Oh, you? Huh? Please read the products, Jim. I don't have the uh, the proper internet to read one. Okay, so. well, I will do one this, this week then. I've actually got two, but I, I, I'll just do the one and save the next one. Both of them are wonderful. Uh, this, <laughs> this, it's a sex doll again. A blow-up inflatable sex doll. Great. Um, it's called Fatty Patty Jumbo Love Doll. The box says, now that's a big bitch. And the other, there's two, there's, there's two um, taglines. The other is, she's large and in charge. She's not because she's a doll. She's yeah, thing. She can't even move on her own. Anyway, so this is a, a I would assume, a, judging by the the summary, a massively overweight sex doll. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, so me in a wig. It's got six uh, five star reviews. 
Wow. So it's pleasing the crowd on... This is Spencer's. Uh, Spencer'sOnline.com. That's where the other two sex guys <laughs> found, too. I, I recognize the beginner. The lady oh. beginner one. Did you find her on there? Yeah, I was looking on this. I, I just did a search for sex dolls, and this came up. So this right. is your ultimate destination. So if you want Fatty Patty, inflatable jumbo love doll, it's $19.99. That's a deal. That's a, that is a steal. That's, that's criminal on your part for that great price. Anyway, <clears throat> her blood type is ragu. Her belt size is the equator... And she has to iron her pants in the driveway every morning. She's fatty patty, and she's living large and in charge. With more rolls than a bakery, and more chins uh. than a Chinese phone book. Uh. <laughs> she's so big, she's got her own zip code. Wow. It just is the song Fat by <laughs> So take this jumbo babe home with you tonight, if you can carry her. Her two colossal love holes are begging for you to fill them up, air pump not included. Now, this confuses me because in the summary it says two colossal love holes, Uh but on the box it says there are three colossal love holes. Okay. So what is that? Okay. Well, either the first copywriter didn't deem one of the holes to be a love hole. Maybe he's against sodomy. Some other hole, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, no, that's not a love hole. That's a poop hole only uh, in a sex doll copyright. Or, um, or once you actually buy it, that hole isn't such a hole after all. <laughs> or maybe it's, he just didn't think it was colossal enough. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, so, who wants so, a- how, so how big are these holes? Can you, like, stick your head through them? Well, that's what I'm thinking, like, a colossal hole. Tells me I'm not gonna have much fun if I stick my little peanut in it. I might as well just open a window and fuck the night because well, you could fist it. Uh, you could fist it, but then what's in it for me? Have I got a have I got a fist this morbidly obese doll and wank myself off? Because that's more work than I want to do. Hey man, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> According to this, if the, if if it's worth the nineteen ninety nine, it will be a boat. <laughs> and you can just ride around. Maybe that's how we could film Jonathan Holmes fucks the sea. He yeah. can be fucking a sea, and we can be riding around on Fatty Patty Jumbo Love Doll. Like that- we could be, we could be inside one of her colossal love holes, just peeking out with a camera, <laughs> while he caresses an oyster. How's that for you? Ah, uh, David Lynch would enjoy it. Yeah. Well- Hollywood watch it. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. I've got to talk. I've got to talk about this one. The uh, second one. This one is um. Uh, <laughs> it. The box says big things come in small packages. Okay. This pocket bears the life of the party. The pocket what? Midget man, inflatable love doll. It's an inflatable midget. It looks like a cross between Barney Rubble and Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> It's, it looks amazing. Um, it says it's perfect for bachelorette parties, birthday parties, carpool lanes. Uh, what I find particularly offensive is on the box it says life size. How big is it? I'm, I'm guessing it's got to be about four foot. All right. If it's it's got to be like an actual midget. Like, this isn't one of these regular love dolls. They're going for authenticity. 
They say big things come in small packages, and Midget Man is no exception. Just add air, and this pint-sized party animal will pump up his pleasure pole and rock your world. Don't worry that he's tiny enough to fit in your pocket. This meaty munchkin is stocky cocky and hung like a horse. You've always dreamt about banging a little person, so here's your big chance. He's given a new meaning to a low blow. <laughs> that was actually good. Though. How's that? That was, that was pretty well written. Holmes, have you always dreamt about banging a little person? <laughs> the first time I saw a midget having sex with a person, I felt genuinely unsettled. And not to be racist against the, the midget <laughs> of our world. But it's <laughs> racist, yes. <laughs> it's hard to see. I guess I identified with him too much because his penis was small. And the woman was like, yeah, yeah, do it, yeah. Um, <laughs> this gentleman uh, with a woman feigning interest. So, yeah, yeah, I don't want to have sex with a midget, nor do I want to watch a midget have sex, nor do I want to have sex with a blow-up doll. But this is your big chance! It says right there, here's your big... I love that. Like, someone was just, like, browsing the internet. They came across Midget Man Mini Love Doll, and then just... As it read, big chance. And just, Fuck! I've got. Where's my credit card? I don't want this to slip away. This is my big chance. This is the moment I've been dreaming of since I was born. And if he doesn't take that chance, he'll for regret it. He will rue it. Yeah. He'll always wonder, like, oh, should I have married Sheila? Who cares? Yeah. He passed up on his destiny. <laughs> this this was his crow. Had oh. sex. With a midget man love doll that looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. How is he life-size? And it says in the summary that he's big enough to fit in your pocket. Like maybe before you blow him up, he's just kind of a, uh, a long tube. Either that, or they've got a very wrong idea of what a midget is. <laughs> maybe he could fit in Fatty Patty's pocket. Very mm. true. One of her colossal love pockets. <laughs> Because otherwise, I'm thinking that this isn't a midget, but they're actually having fantasies about fucking a borrower. <laughs> that movie did just come out on DVD, Secret World of Arrietty. It's a good movie. I wonder. I'm gonna ask. I'm really being inappropriate today. I wonder. Wonder if I'm getting to be a worse person now. It's finally happening. I said the f word. I talked about blue jobs. What's your idea? For uh, one of our listeners to, with their own money. Uh, was it called Fatty Patty? Is that Fatty right? Patty Jumbo Love Doll. Now that's a big bitch. <laughs> and also uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin Barney Rubble Doll. Yeah. And have Fatty Patty give birth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to spend my money and, and time on it. I, I should. It's my idea, but I, I'm, I don't see myself doing that. But if someone who listens to us does it, Sends me the video, I will, I will like it. So <laughs> I would do that, but I, I won't have sex toys in my house, like blow-up dolls in my house, because I know I will fuck them, <laughs> and and then I will just feel like a bad man. Like I, it, it would happen. Like if I bought Fatty Patty or Midget Man, I would fuck them, possibly at the same time. So I can't do it. But if you've got, um. 
Fatty Patty's nineteen ninety nine. That's down from thirty dollars right now, so that is a steal. On Spencer Gifts? She's ordinarily thirty dollars. The usually <laughs> usually they're twenty bucks. So you are paying for extra um I guess tarpaulin or whatever. You're paying for the extra material, so she must be big, and those colossal love holes must mm. be gargantuan. So for nineteen ninety nine, you'll get that. Uh, Midget Man is twelve ninety nine, so it is all to scale. That so, is, yeah. yeah. So if you want to buy them, have them give birth. Um, I, I've got no prizes to give you. I can draw you a picture. I will draw you a picture of whatever you want and mail it to you. If you do that video. I'll give you some piece of shitty swag that I don't want. Yeah, you've got some stuff. We'll get more at E3, too. I'm sure we'll get a bunch of t-shirts and, you know, aspirin and stuff like that. There'll be some new Bioshock Infinite aspirin. That won't be there. Oh, that's not there either? No. Why are these publishers not going to E3 anymore? Sad. Well, the game got delayed, so I think they want to like completely focus on developing the game instead of spending yeah. a week out. They said they weren't gonna shit. they weren't gonna show it until it's how exactly how they want it to look and how they want us to see it. Okay, fair enough. I can't argue with that. It sounds worthwhile. And I'm really hoping Capcom surprises this year. I wanted to mention that too. I really hope they do something like they've never done before. Oh shit! Danny what? Bilson just left THQ. Whoa! What? Danny Bilson just left THQ. Um, Jason Rubin is going to be in charge of all of his shit. That Holy shit. shit. Good for I, just, I just saw him like two weeks ago. Yeah, did he like look at you like, well, Hamza, it was good working with you? Uh, no, you asshole. It was just there at the THQ thing. Oh, okay. I thought you were chatting him up. Wow. Well, THQ's not going to be at E3 in any substantial way either, are they? They have, like, a room in a corner outside of the convention center. Well, not outside the convention center, but, like, away from the main floors. It's not... Yeah, that just doesn't send the right message. And uh, to do that kind of change in administration as close to a big show, yeah. I... It's... Yeah, it sounds bad there. They've made games that have made a lot of money not that long ago. I think... Sure, but then at the same time, they spent a lot of money promoting... Those things. They must have. Yeah. I think their E3 booth last year. We're talking about this. I forgot to mention this. I know they they must have spent at least three to four million dollars on their booth alone. Really? What was that? What What was that for? What were they talking about last year? I'm trying to remember. The Saints Row and Space Marines and yeah. some other stuff. That's sad. We barely remembered. They spent all that money on it. I couldn't recall what they even put in. Or THQ. It is a big waste of money. Yeah. Uh, uh, Anyway. It is. I'm ready to wrap this up. Um, I didn't do questions this week because I knew it would be too fucking hot in here for me to do anything past this time. So, (laughs) sorry about that. Um, I wanted this to be wrapped up this week. Sort of fairly quickish. Thanks for listening as usual. Um, What are you guys pimping? Anything before E3 that's coming up? Oh... The Warner Brothers company, my friends at Warner Brothers, who I do like a lot, were supposed to get back to me today about whether we're finally posting the uh, Jessica Negri um, talking to women about video games. So I'll check my email after this is over. They may say we're posting that this week, um, but they might not. 
it's, it's hard to say. Other than that, we're skipping Sup Holmes this Sunday because our engineer, Conrad Zimmerman, is already going to be on his way to Los Angeles, so won't be doing one of those. Um, I think that's probably all that's happening. Yeah, I have nothing going on right now. It's nice to uh, kind of just build up to E3 without other stuff stressing me out in the meantime. How about you, Hamza? Um, there should be some more... Actually, no, I think all the, the rest of our pre-E3 previews are going to hit next Monday and Tuesday, just as the show's opening up and in the middle of all the other conferences, which is great timing. Um, <laughs> beyond that, not much else. I mean, just a lot of, a lot of behind-the-scenes work for Destructoid, doing E3 management stuff, and uh, getting all our ducks sorted. Is that the term? I don't know. I don't getting know. all our ducks in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Quack. Yeah, like I should have imitated Max Scoville better. I'm gonna try one more time. Uh, Harry Potter, yeah, penis. No. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I can't do it. I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna see Max at E3. I'm gonna ask him to give me lessons on being. Well, I mean, Voldemort was never his thing anyway. You want to learn the Emperor from Max? Oh, I do the Emperor all the time anyway. <laughs> That's my emperor. That's, yeah, yeah. That, that it's a, it's an emperor. Yeah, it's that one time. The time when he goes, oh, I'm small. My favorite. Anyway, Jim, what do you have going on this? Well, um, well, we've got a review for Resistance Burning Skies that went up on Memorial Day, um, and it seems it will be quite memorable um, because people are annoyed a bit at it. Have um, you played the game though? Uh, no. Oh, of course. Right. No. Um, it came out today, though. Uh, interestingly, even the digital version is $39.99, which is amazing. Which is uh, bullshit. It's amazing. I mean, for a game that bad as well. Um, but there you go. People are going to buy it, some of them to prove me wrong. So fair enough. I mean, it doesn't affect me um, if you are buying shit. But there you go. Have fun. Uh, Jimquisition this week. Um, on escapismagazine.com also uh, posted on destructor.com um, this week was about graphics the best looking game this generation um, watch the video to find out what it was it was Viva Pinata um, that's it really from me not a lot going on this week I try not to do much before E3 because I, I don't like starting projects before a show I don't know why that's wow. it um, yeah, hopefully, I'm hoping before E3 to have a review up for Home. Um, it's just called Home. It's a PC horror game. Um, looks amazing. A build was supposed to be get gotten to me on Monday, but it didn't arrive. I'm really hoping it comes soon so I can get it up before E3. Otherwise, it'll have to be after the show. But that's it. Otherwise, I guess it just remains to say goodbye. Thank you for listening, as usual. Uh, you can catch us on iTunes, RSS, whatever you do. Give us reviews on iTunes if you'd like. There is an app for Podtoid on Amazon MP3, their, their store. Don't get it anywhere else because it doesn't work anywhere else. Um, it's $2. You get nothing else for it. I don't know how it works. Terrible investment. Uh, but get it anyway. Um, especially if you're buying Resistance Burning Skies because it's literally not worse than that. So do that. Otherwise, I guess we will see you not strictly next week because we will... I mean, I'll, I'll be coming back from E3 on Friday. We will have recorded one by then. So maybe Saturday, Sunday, you'll get a Podtoid. So not next Tuesday or Wednesday. It will be a, a bit late, and then we should be back to normal schedule. So yeah, I guess 
if you're following E3's coverage, that's where we'll see ya. Yep. So see you there. Goodbye. Toodaloo. Bye. <laughs> Toodaloo. Toodaloo.